0: Hi everybody, welcome to the Women's Dating and Confidence podcast. My name is Amber and today we're going to talk about your one sentence story and how to overcome it. Before we get into that, I want to share with you my free guide called Copy and Paste Texts for when he's pulling away or acting flaky. The link for that is going to be in the show notes below. Also in just about one month early bird enrollment for my coaching program from dating to exclusive will be open. So make sure that you get on the waitlist now so that you can get the early bird discount for joining. The from dating to exclusive program is a one year coaching program where we work closely together in group and one on one sessions. And there is a curriculum that I teach you and guide you through that helps you go from dating to exclusive. We focus on five key skills of dating. The first one is creating dates on demand. The second one is having fun and connecting deeply on those dates and creating attraction based on connection. The third one is communication, speaking up and boundaries. The fourth one is having fun in the dating process and being fulfilled in life in general. And the fifth one is guiding your connections towards exclusivity instead of creating another casual connection, situationship, et cetera, et cetera. How to actually navigate dating so that it goes towards a relationship instead of the casual situationship land. So one of the first things that I have you do when you join the program is assess your skill level in each of these different skills. So we can see which ones you feel most confident in and which ones you feel the least confident in. It's so varied from person to person. Some people are a 10 out of 10 in one area and then zero out of 10 in another area. Some people are just like uh, cruising at level four in all areas. Wherever you're starting is okay, and what we're going to do is increase each area to a seven and above, and the natural consequence of that is an exclusive relationship when you feel confident in each of these areas. It also makes you resilient, it makes you enjoy the process a lot more, and it makes things go a lot faster. So if you want to build your actual skills in dating instead of just trying the same thing over and over again and throwing spaghetti at the wall, Join the group, do it with a group, with support, with feedback, with learning, so that you actually feel like you're evolving and changing your results in this area. We're enrolling January 16th for Early Bird. If you get on the waitlist now, you'll get a discount and you'll be able to join early. And then we're doing open enrollment and getting started in February. So make sure you get on the waitlist. The link is in the show notes below. Okay, so today we're going to talk about a hack for mindset work, which is a strategy that I use to get to the root issue that is causing you to continue to carry the past of dating with you. So the way that it works is that sometimes a client will bring up a past situation, whether it was a date that didn't work out or somebody who ghosted them after three dates or uh, a relationship that didn't work out, and they will still carry a lot of emotions around that experience, and a lot of fears then going into the next connections, and a lot of dread or hesitation about moving forward and dating because of that past experience. And sometimes when we are reflecting on these past experiences, it kind of becomes a jumbled mess because. We have so many thoughts about it we have thoughts about what we did wrong but no we didn't do anything wrong and what they did wrong but i guess they were also good in these ways and we can have just a big jumble of thoughts that are difficult to sift through and get to the bottom of even if we feel like we actually processed a lot of the experience so one of the questions that i will ask my clients is what is the one sentence story that you took away from that experience and this is really your mind's conclusion and your your mind's lesson from that experience that it's now taking forward and most often especially if it was a painful experience the automatic lesson or story or sentence that we take away from an experience will be negative and not serving us so Usually when people reflect on that, they can kind of distill it down to one main thing that they're now carrying around with them and operating from. So I want to give you one personal example, which is after a breakup I had, my one sentence story was, I'm so difficult to love and be around. Like it's a real effort. (laughs) to hang out with me. And obviously, that's a horrible thing to think about yourself and to carry with you. And that really influenced me. And before I even noticed that that was my main story, what that would lead to is, first of all, you kind of then go into dating feeling like, who's going to take on this project, huh? And also, All of my self-growth and self-work then revolved around making myself less difficult to be around, right? Fixing things about me that were so difficult and annoying (laughs) for the past partner. And then when I could think of my one sentence story, I could start to work on that and question that and see like, hmm, why was that what I picked up from this past connection? And is it true? And starting to work on that. So on a related note, I had a client recently who shared that she was kind of feeling that way. Like uh, she didn't say it exactly that way, but basically her partner was having a hard time meeting needs. And I gave her this metaphor which I want is actually the purpose of this podcast episode today. I really want to share this metaphor with you. And I want you to imagine that when you partner up with somebody, like let's say you become exclusive with somebody, you are agreeing to meet some of this person's needs. And first of all, there's a lot of self-help in general that denies this <laughs> and kind of um, basically promotes the idea that you are 100% responsible for your own needs. And I actually just don't agree with that. Um, I just think that's completely not true. <laughs> um, like, even outside of a relationship. Like, sure, like you have responsibilities to meet some needs, but you're also extremely dependent on everybody in society for you to be alive. And we are all actually meeting each other's needs in a lot of ways. But, anyways, so this whole idea that we are completely independent creatures who are only responsible for ourselves, I think that's a more recent idea. And I think it's just factually inaccurate. And especially in a relationship, I don't think that's a good way to think about things. And I also told this client, even when you take on a dog, (laughs) you have an understanding that you are there to support this dog emotionally and physically. Like you're there to meet a lot of their needs. And yes, they also meet your needs with cuddles and being cute and playfulness and all of those things. But you also just naturally understand that by taking on a dog you are agreeing on an exchange (laughs) with this dog and you're meeting their needs in some way so why would we think that when we agree to partner with another human and another person that we have absolutely no responsibilities for how we show up in that relationship and what they can count on us to do and how to be So anyways, that was not the metaphor. The metaphor is that when we partner up with somebody, we each get a bucket. And in that bucket are the needs of the other person, right? So the needs, by the way, are really simple and really fun and really easy to meet. The needs are uh, check in every day and see how they're doing. Um, Ask them questions and get to know them have fun dates together, have sex. Like Those are the needs that we're talking about. Um, Be open, communicate and share what's going on in your life. Uh, Those kinds of things. So you may have like a different set of needs, like everybody's needs are a little bit different, but the essentials tend to be the same throughout. And we put, put those in the bucket And when we partner up with somebody, we exchange buckets. (laughs) And now if you start to go on this path with somebody and they're carrying your bucket of needs and you see that they're just really, really struggling, they're like, this bucket is so heavy. Oh my God, how much longer? And they actually just start to like take some of those little needs out and throw them on the floor because they're like, I'm sorry, this is too heavy. I can't carry it. And eventually you start taking some of your needs out of their bucket and putting it in yours. So yours gets extra heavy and you're walking around, but they're still somehow struggling, even though you took 80% of them out and are carrying them yourself now and just dealing with it yourself, you can start to get the idea that. Your needs are so difficult to meet and demanding and heavy and dreadful and a challenge and you ask for too much and it's really hard to be with you. And when you're thinking that, you're not taking into consideration the other person's capacity and prior training and readiness to meet those needs. So, for example, if they were in a coma for a year, maybe their muscles are not developed enough to even walk down the street with a bucket. You know, they can't manage that because their capacity and capability at this time isn't up to the task. And so it's important to recognize the difference between you putting on too much or having too high of expectations of somebody versus dating somebody who everything is just too much for them because their capacity is lower now there are a few different reasons why somebody's capacity can be lower or why they can have a really hard time with that bucket Uh, one example would be if they're depressed that makes it really difficult and it's not your fault or their fault and they might even not realize that those two things are related but they might have a really hard time taking on the needs of another person when they're struggling with their own needs um, that are independent of the relationship. And just in general, when you're depressed, everything feels heavy, everything feels difficult. And actually one of the key indicators of happiness in a relationship is how happy you were before the relationship. So if they were really struggling before the relationship with depression or anxiety or other mental health disorders, they will usually struggle even more in a relationship or at least at a similar rate. And that's not your fault and it doesn't mean that you actually have too many needs or that you put too much on them or in a sense you did, but that's not your fault. The next reason why people can have a really hard time with that bucket is their level of emotional maturity and this is a really big topic and one book that I highly recommend is called adult children of emotionally immature parents as well as literally any other book by I believe her name is Lindsay Gibson Dr. Lindsay Gibson I'll have to double check the author and put it in the show notes however all of her books you can find them on Amazon. Are amazing and really insightful for uh, articulating what emotional maturity looks like. And when someone has a lower capacity or is not very emotionally mature, they have a really hard time with certain needs that may feel much more natural with another person. For example, they may be more easily frustrated or overwhelmed or angry or. Um, They might be more prone to shutting you out or shutting down or closing you out. And all of these things in relationships will always feel personal. It's really hard and difficult to be in a close, intimate, consistent connection with somebody who is emotionally immature, who is shutting you out or shutting you down or being unkind. Or, you know, there's a whole range of like emotional immaturity. And it always feels personal. It's really hard to not take that personally or to think that it's your fault. And you may have also experienced that with your parents, um, depending on their level of emotional maturity. And especially when you're a kid, and if you had that for years and years growing up and you never learned that that actually wasn't your fault and that you weren't too much or asking for too much, you can really internalize that you are too much and that you're difficult to love and that you're really a nuisance and adding so much to somebody else's plate just by being around. Now, all of this is different than, you know, sometimes your partner will be like, hey, I think you put something in my bucket that doesn't belong in here. (laughs) Like maybe your expectation is that I'm free every night of the week and I should 100% fulfill your social needs. You know, that might feel a bit heavy. And that might actually not be right to put entirely in my bucket. And I can't manage that. That's different than feeling like you have to take on so much in your own bucket because this person doesn't want to take anything in their bucket. And even if you put a little bit in their bucket, it's like a really big deal for them. And they're having a really hard time with it. And you have to have multiple conversations about it. And it can be really helpful to just write a list of what are your actual needs? Like, what is it that you're really desiring from a partner? And ask yourself, number one, is it difficult? Is it um, very time consuming? Is it very challenging to do this kind of thing? And second of all, if it were the other way around, like they wanted this from you, would you, first of all, would you find it difficult? But also, do you think you would enjoy doing it? And if you feel like, They're having a really hard time with something that you actually enjoy doing, you know, for example, you want to spend time twice a week and not have that be an uphill battle where you have to like really pin them down to get time with them. Um, Then it's time to maybe consider like, hmm, like what is this person's capacity, emotional availability and emotional maturity? And consider if this person is able to take on the bucket when you have it written out you can often see with more clarity like no it's not just that I have a big like list of demands it's actually like usually not that long of a list it's usually very basic things and it's usually things that would actually be really fun if the other person just had the right attitude about it so first of all Uh, could be helpful for you to think about your one sentence story if you do have something from the past that's still weighing on you or you feel like it's really influencing you in dating and second of all if you do have that question floating around in your mind as you date of am i too needy do i expect too much am i just putting too much on other people you can kind of think about that metaphor and then go through that process of Um, First of all, checking, do I think this person might be emotionally unavailable? Do they have some sort of mental health challenge that may be getting in the way of the potential of a relationship for us together? And also, are they emotionally mature? And then also just thinking about what are my actual needs and really trying to take a step away from the relationship just in your mind and think about, are they actually that difficult? Is it actually that much? And could it actually be fun to do these things with the right person? So something to reflect on this week. Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, it would be awesome to see a review from you on Apple Podcasts. You can do so by searching for the podcast, clicking on it, scrolling all the way down, and then leaving a review, or you can just rate it on Spotify. That's awesome as well. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you all next week. Have a good day. Bye.